Disco Monday. That's right. We're not going to lay down some twerk, but we are going to do a little hustle. Welcome to a brand new episode of Brandy's Beach Tea, episode 78, and we are getting down on this Monday night. We're getting down to disco like it's 1978 again, my friends. <laughs> and uh, yeah, after that elaborate opening, the new opening we got to our shows, uh, thank you for joining us on the Facebook live stream. If you're joining us on Twitter or Instagram or wherever you found your podcast, we appreciate the support. And with me, as always, is Jason. What is up, dude? Hey, Eddie. Good to see you. Good to be back. Good to be here. Very, very excited to talk all this uh, comic book goodness. But, but before we get into it, guys, Wanger's put me on a path a couple of weeks ago, and I have, I've been treading the Sopranos path. So while Ed, while Ed puts up the stuff for the show, I'm going to serve a, a little help at a granny's old gobble-goo, you know? So, uh, so my own, this first season is, is crazy. People, I expect I walk in expecting people getting whacked, expecting uh, the Gandolfini to be a stereotype, but no, Gandolfini's got this nuance to his performance. It's fucking incredible. Guy's whacking it out of the park, all right? Uh, highlights, I, I got to point out, Uncle Junior, I remember this from when I first was watching the show, the only episode of season one I saw, Uncle Junior eating pussy, and I ain't talking big pussy, who I know gets whacked in one of the other seasons. Uh, we got his mother, my Maron, oh, oh, uh, Van Gogh, his mother reminds me of my mother. It's crazy. It's crazy, the narcissism that runs through it, but I understand where he comes from. And let me tell you something, that first episode, when Tony has that heart attack, where I think it's a heart attack, but it's really an anxiety attack. When those ducks leave, ah, uh, mingots, it was all, oh, fucking chef's kiss, ma, you know what I mean? So what I'm saying is, I'm one season into The Sopranos, guys. Wong has put me on this path, and I'm really enjoying it. Uh, you know what I'm going to say? I'm looking forward to watch Joey Pants kill that horse now. That's where I'm at here, because that literally <laughs> is the only thing I remember of the show. <laughs> wow, things have turned around in a, in a week or so for you, man. You, you were Isn't traumatized by, the, by Joey Pants killing the horse, and now you're all in. I'm all in. Look, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. I know it took me decades after everyone else to get into the show. But I, I'm going to say this. I'm happy I waited because I am seeing a nuance to this show I would not have seen as a younger man. Okay. Like, the, there's a nuance of psychology. And I'm going to say this. I think a lot of people don't under... At least, look, it might change. I'm, I'm talking season one. But I think a lot of people don't understand the message of this show because a lot of people walk away going, Tony Soprano's the man. I wish I was in the mob. And I'm watching this going... Tony Soprano is kind of telling us how shitty this is and how trapped he feels. Like, <laughs> so you know, I don't know. I, I love that nuance. I didn't. I didn't expect that. I didn't expect all the psychology. I'm really loving it. So, uh, yeah, thanks, Wongers. I appreciate it. All right. So Wongers put you on the, the, a new path from unhassling the Hoff, and now and now you have uh, Sopranos replacing Baywatch Nights. Yes. 
I have yeah. a, I have a much much dark, much brighter path to, to tread. I had to look. I, I could be a zealot on some things, but even I had to give up on that Baywatch nights, guys. I, I I'm just gonna go to hell. I'm gonna go to German hell because I I couldn't unhassle the Hoff, and I don't know. That's better, right? I mean, at least I don't have to watch Baywatch night season two. No, that's 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 pretty fair because you seem like you were really dreading it. You were going through a lot of pain there, man. Because I was enjoying that first season so much, is just like the the trippy, crazy, like beach stuff that's happening. Aliens are there, serial killers, and then all of a sudden it gets so dark and X Filesy. It's like, man, you've lost the fun, guys. Yeah, no, I, I I get it. I, I it sounded like it, but I, yeah, I'm telling you, you went from enjoying and having fun to like dreading it every week. I did. I did. And now and now I'm walking a different path. I'm walking the path of of what we're gonna call uh Granny's Gabagool, which we're gonna do oh. uh, every episode when I have some sopranos to talk. Nice, nice. Let's get to two uh quick comments here from my boy Alex. Uh not gonna lie, I haven't watched She Hulk's episodes since episode one. Is Daredevil in the show yet? Uh no, wow. he's not yet. Um, but I would highly suggest you watch episodes Two, three, four, five, and uh, he could be appearing in episode six. So maybe a little lost on the uh, storyline of the season if you kind of skip, decide to skip the middle episodes. I'm just throwing it out there. Any well-written show, you'll be lost. <laughs> ah, Maron, now you got to go back. You got to watch from the beginning. You got to get from each. You got to get from from abomination, from the twerk. You got. I got. I got to stop that. But go, I'll definitely go back and watch it. It's, it's worth a shot. Like if you just jump in on the Daredevil episode, I don't know. I don't know how hard it would be to follow, but you'd be missing on a lot of good stuff. Yeah, and the show's been a blast. It's been a lot of fun, and the episodes are pretty short. I mean, they're actually like all like a half an hour. So, if that, there's that. two minutes for the that, most part. Yeah, if that sells you. Uh, and I'll start watching once Daredevil enters. Um, again, reinforcing. Definitely want to start watching it way before Daredevil launches because I have a feeling you might be a little bit lost. I know I would be. I'd be like, "What the hell is going on here?" So, um, all right, let's just let's jump into it then, as we normally do. Uh, we'll jump right into right. the CW Star Girl season three, episode three. We got uh, the Crocs getting down tonight because that's kind of what our inspiration was. For our opening song was. because uh, that was the ending of the end of this episode. <laughs> it was, and uh, and what a great episode! I, I'm gonna say like that. Just even just looking at that fight scene between Sylvester Starman and the Crocs, that was uh, awesome. It's a great fight scene. Oh, really good. And I'm watching it. And I, I almost texted you, but I'm like, I watched it today, so I was like, I'm gonna see you today. But I was like, so did I, Sylvester's <laughs> on. Oh, did you? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I'm like, Sylvester's unhinged. Like he's not the good guy in that. That like he literally just rolls up on them while they're food shopping and says, "the the gambler was blackmailing you. Now I'm gonna take you in." And he just starts unloading on them. Uh, but yeah, wild episode. So it, it's all that pretty much. The, they find out the gambler is blackmailing was blackmailing the Crocs. Um, we find out that Cindy actually, who has the the gambler's laptop is sort of decrypting it piece by piece and getting a little bits and anonymously sending it to um, Dr. Midnight. Is that her, uh, Beth's name? Beth Chapel? I forget yes. the superhero name. Yeah, yeah, Dr. Midnight. Um, so she gets it anonymously, brings it to the group, 
And Cindy pretty much right away, as soon, like as soon as the group gets it, Courtney says, don't tell Sylvester he's a bit unhinged. And she goes and Cindy tells unhinged, uh, tells Sylvester, who pretty much goes like, oh, you think I'm going to fight with you, daughter of Dragon, Dr. Dragon? Like, get the hell out of here. You're trash. Like, the Crocs are better than you. And then he proceeds he to really go insane. He really lays into her, dude. Oh, he laces in her so badly. Like you can actually see a good good actress moment. You can see her melt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm like, dude, um, you're really yelling at like a high school girl right now. Like really letting her have right. it. Granted, she has abilities and stuff like that, and is extremely and has been very evil at, at times. Yes. But yes. still really just like laying it on her there, and she looked like she was about to cry. <laughs> absolutely that comes up later where she's like i want to tell him this not to sell you guys out but because i figured if he gave me his stamp of approval he's Starman, you know you guys would accept me and well he's a jerk <laughs> yeah um, um do you think i'm just i'll, I'll just throw it out there do you think <laughs> yeah, I, i'm gonna i'm on you know what side i'm on with what happened to Starman? Mm-hmm. i don't think so What that Starman killed Gambler? No, well, I mean, what happens? What happens at the at the end of the episode where we see? I think he's kind of just wounded. I don't think he's like dead or anything. Oh, oh yeah, no, 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 no. I don't. Oh, oh, right from from the end. No, no, he's not dead. No, I don't think he's dead. I'm sorry. Yeah. So the the end, he goes to the Gambler's thing and something picks him up. Some sort of force right like it, i don't know, could look yeah. like could have been aliens or weather or whatever and it drops him and he gets all bloody but no i, I don't think he's dead and I've been, I've been giving this a lot of thought because his character his character's doing something thematically in this this season like mm-hmm. it's all about second chances right and yeah. this is a superhero getting a second chance to be a good guy because he canonically admits he wasn't necessarily the best person when he was starman Right. Yeah, and, and, and I think they, they murdered. Yeah, there was a murder that the shade pretty much led them to, and also they do tie back in this episode his treatment of a Pat, and Pat like trying to like let oh, him yeah. know that, dude, I'm your friend. I'm not your sidekick. Like not your sidekick. Enough with that crap. Like you need to let that shit go. Yeah, because because Pat uh, lands with with Stripe. Uh, and kind of was like, is on the side of the Crocs. And he's like, Sylvester, you're out of line. Step down. And Sylvester gets in his face later. Yeah, like, you are my sidekick, not theirs. And he gets scary. And I I appreciate that they are exploring the fact that this guy was, in fact, murdered by these very people who were trying to reform. And it's like, mm-hmm. the, not the shade. Because I think the shade, honestly, the, the shade is clear. The shade was helping them and yeah. he blamed the shade unfairly but but sportsmaster the crocs they were they were there when the, the isa was killed oh yeah no and that's the thing I, I think as much as starman's being a jerk in this in this in these couple of episodes specifically to pat at times um but he's acknowledging it but i can kind of also see some of his point where he's angry because yeah this is these are the people that wiped out my friends and me and left right. us for dead like 10 years ago. Like there needs right. to be some sort of like repercussions right. for this shit. Right. 
And I think that's why he keeps going unhinged. That's why he lost it with the shade. That's why he lost it with the Crocs. I think he's dealing with like a PTSD because again, he was killed. Like he, it's not like he got away and no, he, he was murdered and brought back only because the staff happened to bring him back a decade after he was killed. So yeah. I, I think they're, they're not done exploring that, what it means, redemption, what, and what that looks like for a former hero yet. So he's definitely not dead. <coughs> yeah, agreed. <clears throat> um, I, one of my favorite things in this episode was seeing more of um, seeing more of uh, I, don't, I keep, we always forget her name, uh, Mrs. Croc, and her baking. Oh, and yes. that whole thing. Yes, that was. I mean, it's it's hilarious. Her and Amy Smart play, play really well off each other with this. I love that. I love this friendship. I love that it's become a friendship. Like, mm-hmm. you know, what, what do they do at the Rotary Club? I don't know. Like, that, and well, I wish I could help you, but I have this thing with my boss, and and her boss is being a prick. Uh, the you know uh, the I forget her name, but the Stripes' his wife, uh, and her boss just keeps shooting everything she does down. And of course, you knew it was going to end as soon as um, Lady Croc goes like sees that. You know how this is going to end. She just breaks into his office and she's like, we got to talk about a friend that you're going to be nicer to for me. And it's like, you know that guy's getting his ass handed to him. Oh, for sure. <laughs> You're probably sitting in like a body cast or something next time, next week. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> um, but yeah, so there's that. And oh, there is, a, I did want to say there's a cool scene. I love that. I love how uh, protective uh, Pat is of Courtney, right? As a stepdad. Mm-hmm. And I love that he tells, he pretty much puts Sylvester in his fucking place. Like, if you were here, you have to understand, you're just not, you're not just a friend hanging around. She thought you were her dad. She idolized you. Her dad's a piece of shit. And if you're going to be here, you are going to be the moral exemplar. Like, he pretty, I mean, I, I paraphrase it, but that is the message. Yeah. He's like, I don't care if that's too much for you. That's the price of being here. And then when uh, when Sylvester says, well, what did you do to this guy when he left? He's like, I knocked him. I knocked his block off. And I kind of saw that was Pat. Like, you know, fuck around and find out, Sylvester. I'm, I, I am a dad, and I am not your, your uh, sidekick anymore. And I, I really did enjoy that moment because I do love that connection that Pat has with Courtney. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. They, they really drill that home, and it's also – Pat, there's a lot of power development by Pat in this episode where it's like he's standing up to Starman, letting him know they're equals. By the way, I want to see more of Strike. That thing looks awesome. Me too. And I think that the CGI for like a Steve Duffy show looks pretty sick. And they actually <coughs> heard the voice when he tells Pat to stand down. I was like, that's pretty fucking mm-hmm. intimidating. It was almost like Ed 209, like. That's true, because usually we'd, we just hear like uh, Pat, like, oh, okay, "Could you stand down? Could, could you, you know?" Because that's that's that guy, that's his voice, you know. And he's awesome, but yeah. uh, but you're right. Actually, hearing the booming, like, "Stand down," that was intimidating. Yeah, I, I want to see more. I'm pretty sure it's expensive, and that's probably why we don't get to see more of Stripe. But he's pretty badass. And shout out to Zeke. I love this. Zeke's just now part of the part of Pat's like circle. Like he knows that he's Stripe. He knows Courtney's Star Girl. He's hanging out. Like he's he's chatting with Sylvester. Like that character has really grown on me. 
so so the other storyline I noticed that they picked up too was <clears throat> from last season was um, Isotope's kid. Yes. Trying to like and Courtney with their uh, every last year it was always it was very much a like oh like they're about to I think there's something going on there they're about to kiss or something like that and then something breaks it up that's usually like I need to go be Star Girl and go ahead and, and save the day but in this episode we see this kid he clearly developed his powers his grandparents have been teaching him because he goes yep. ahead and throws a damn ice pick at uh, what's his face is uh. Our man's uh, car right in the tire gives him a flat tire after they get into an altercation at school. Yeah. Which I'm gonna say, our man, it, our man was was not not cool there. Our man was was really. I think he was at fault there because that altercation. Like, all right, the kid was being a dick to the teacher, and our man is like, "Hey, don't talk to her like that." And the kid's response is, "You're right. I'm going through shit. I'm sorry." And our man's like, nah, dick. What are you going to do, dick? He starts to bully him. I, I didn't like that. So, like, I kind of was like on – I was team uh, team Icicle, uh, Icicle Jr. here for, like, flattening his car. Because I was like, our man, you got to calm that shit down. Yeah, I think he was, like – he made it – I agree. He made his point, like, to leave – to back off. And it was like, okay. Right. But then he right. kept drilling it home. like drilling. But I also kind of feel like he was looking for an excuse – so like just he wants to get at this kid so badly and just was looking for right. an excuse to do it. And yeah, that's what drove him into the wrong right there. Um, but then, yeah, and then Courtney eventually meets up with him later after she blows him off earlier in the episode. And it looks like she's trying to be all uh, cutesy with him and stuff like that and like trying to be flirty. And then he he abruptly leaves and is kind of like, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Or, or is he going to be like, it's just... Their whole dynamic has been very weird. It's been very strange, and I, I'm glad they picked it up and didn't forget about it from last season. But it's still kind of weird. Like I hope they do something with it because it kind of didn't go anywhere last season. But yeah. I am excited because his grandparents have been lurking, and like in particular, in particular, um, in the beginning of the episode when. Sylvester's kind of like being man about town uh, and sort of finding quaintness and seeing if he can fit in when he's drinking tea in the Shades old like you know diner that he hung out at which is now they have the best tea in America you see the grandparents lurking and like looking at him and plotting so I, I kind of want to see what they're up to too because I think that that's a through line that I'm not saying was let go but it's a through line they left open for a new story and I think it's time I agree because I even forgot about Icicle Jr. over there for a little while too, until they showed like the previously on Star Girl, and I was like, "Oh shit, that's right!" Right. They keep having these awkward like interruptions, and then I don't know. Courtney remembered it and was like, "All right, I'm gonna go and uh, try to re- rekindle this again after you know a while." And now you know we're we're here, so I, I do hope they pick it up and like get that storyline going a little bit more because it seems like it's dragging on. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, you got yeah, anything else on Star? That's it for Star Girl. That's it for yeah. Star Girl. Um, and then, oh, we, we already touched it. Yeah, the cliffhanger of Sylvester. Is he dead? We don't think so. But, uh, but yeah, again, solid app. I think this is a solid show. I don't think I've been disappointed by any episode in these three seasons so far. So, I hope it keeps going the way it's going. Yeah, no, they just they seem to do a good job of keeping it tight. They don't like. 
you know, drag on to 20 something episodes a season, which is why I think right. the show is benefits from that. And there's a higher budget than some of the other CW shows. I don't know how the hell the CW decides that at this point, because this was a DC universe show and you could tell it looks better than like the flash and stuff like that. So, right. Yeah, good stuff though. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. <clears throat> All right, let's uh, keep moving on as we, we're going to say goodbye for a little while to Harley Quinn oh. Season 3, series fin uh, season finale <clears throat> that dropped this past Thursday on HBO Max. I, yeah, it, I, mean, I, I love it. this episode. I mean, we did, yeah, we did call. <laughs> a lot of stuff in this. <laughs> um, so, all right, so Pretty much, we find out that Ivy's plan uh, with the the zombies made Lex Luthor shit his pants, literally. Yes, <laughs> which I think is the funniest <laughs> reveal. And because of this, he offers Ivy to run the League of Doom, and Ivy is like, "Yeah, fuck you. All right, I'll do it. Sure, if I get a ton of money." And he's like, "Yeah, of course, that's part of it. All right, well, no oversight." He's like. You're planning to shit my pants. I don't want to oversight you. I just want you to do things. Like she pretty much gets everything she wants. <laughs> and the only thing, and a carblanche exactly. And the only thing she has to do to earn this, and I fucking love this, is to kill Mayor Joker. And the reason that we find out that he says, I don't remember if he says it, but I know the Joker references it. But the whole reason is that as the mayor, the Joker has put a half percent. Evil layer tax, <laughs> and Lex is pissed <laughs> off about it. And the Joker argues when they're about to kill him that he's like, "Yes, but I'm using it to to fund free education in Gotham." You, the, the, the things that they use to build. Liberal. Oh, Joker! Yeah, I love it. <laughs> The things that they use to, in, in this show to stir up shit between the villains is absolutely priceless, man. Between Bane so and the good. pasta it's maker so... for what went on most of yep. the season. <laughs> so the whole, the whole episode is pretty much Harley. This episode is what I would call Birds of Prey 2, right? Because Birds of Prey is Harley going, wow, I'm an actual realized person outside of the Joker. And then she got into a relationship with Poison Ivy, and Harvey lose, uh, uh, Harley loses herself in relationships. And this episode is kind of like, hey, I could actually still be a realized person and be in a relationship, which I thought was interesting. Mm -hmm. Right? So, like, it, it they kind of, like, because they stay together, and Harley at the end of this is like, I don't want to be a bad guy anymore. And she goes and joins the Bat family, and Ivy goes and runs the league, and and this, this is all brought forth. Yeah. Oh, of, of course, that's next season. Uh, but this is all brought brought forth because they kidnap and about they're going to kill the Joker at the Thomas Wayne movie premiere, and the Joker, who is you know, of course, this now liberal Democrat stepdad, but he's also still the Joker and still pretty brilliant. And they fucking like gets into Ivy's head and gets her to see that she's doing the Harley exactly what the Joker was doing. Yeah, that is that was something I honestly didn't fully see coming, that the Joker Ooh, was going to pretty dude. much mindfuck uh, Poison Ivy there and just totally turn right. that whole thing on our head. Yeah, that was, that was pretty good. 
And, and it's so perfect. And just like the, let me ask you a question. When was the last time you saw Holly forget her bat? Because <laughs> <laughs> she forgets her bat and has to go back for it. And then sees Bruce Wayne. This is the B-plot. Sees Bruce Wayne in the uh, theater. And she's still his therapist. And she's still walking him through everything. Um, and he goes and he sits and he watches the movie to face his trauma. And then at the end of it, and this... This was like a mind fuck to me. This was mind fucking the audience. The Joker goes, wait, I've got I've got two Harley and Ivy. I have to get out there before the end of the movie. And then he does. And all, he's like, all right, Thomas. All right, Bruce Wayne. This was a trap for you. And you see, like, Joker goons pour in. And you think it's like, I thought, like, oh, my God, this is it. Yeah. He's been laying, this is the slow con. He's been laying this the whole season. And now he's going to unlay his Joker plan. No, he he was. That's the JCPD. The GCPD now dressed like his goons, and they're arresting Bruce Wayne very honestly for tax evasion, which he admits to and goes to prison for. <laughs> did not see that coming at all. No, I really didn't see that one coming at all, and I'm, I'm I wonder if they're gonna let that play out during season four. And that's why while Harley's running around with the Bat family, I think so. Was that just gonna happen like off screen? Was it a way to like write Batman out for a little while? I I think like I think I'm hope. This is what I hope. I don't know what they do. I can't get in the the minds of these writers. But what I hope they do is they keep Batman or Bruce Wayne as Harley's patient in prison because that shit Mm -hmm. is gold. Um. But it's also a reason to have Batman out of the picture. So, which is why Harley joins the Bat family at the end because Batman's out of the picture and she wants to protect the Gotham with her friends. I mean, these people have become her friends. So, <coughs> mistake to mistake to write him out uh, if that's their plan. In my opinion. Okay. Yeah, I could agree with that one. <clears throat> you definitely want to lean into that. I know how much you love. When they, the writers of anything with Harley Quinn remembers that she's actually a licensed therapist, I it's my favorite thing in in almost all of fandom, like like comic book fandom, because so so long we've just seen her as like the Joker's gangster girlfriend or you know the girl who loses her identity, but you know we forget she was a fucking licensed psychiatrist before the Joker. Like I I think it's fantastic to see played out even even in small ways even like we've seen in just this show like uh in ways where she just before before the big thing with where she becomes bruce wayne's therapist like we've seen it in small ways where i was always been like yeah i can see her using that like that so yeah kudos to the writers for it yeah well sure <clears throat> but yeah we're, well this is this with it being the season finale they're they're gonna be gone for a little while I so know. I, I know you're gonna i'm miss- sad I am. I'm sad to see it go. I'm gonna miss Bane. <laughs> you gotta find a way to keep him. Around. I'm sure they will. Oh God, I just I fucking love that Bane so much. Like that whole <laughs> the whole ups and downs of the pasta maker this season. Um, I and I even love like one of one of Ivy's rules for not for like if she takes over the uh, League of Evil, it's like, I want to babysit Bane. Oh no, we'll put him somewhere else. <laughs> I just oh, love yeah. how everyone shits on Bane. Uh, all right let's uh we'll keep on rolling along um this is an interesting one 
for She-Hulk Attorney at Law for episode five, this was probably the Marvel Studios show that I've taken the least notes for because I just don't think it was warranted. No, no, this specific episode. Now, I I want to preface by saying I enjoyed the episode. No, no, no. I thought it was a fun episode. Yeah. I just don't think there was a lot of meat and potatoes to dissect here. It's it just my point. I mean, I well, agree with you. Yeah. So, uh, but it, but I guess it, it being Hulk time, Tim did uh, Tim did give us a heads up that he was going to be joining us. So, Tim is here for Hulk time. Hulkamania. Hey yo, T. Here, T. Yo, yo, grab some gabagoo. We're gonna be talking about the Hulk here. She Hulk. You know, it's a it's a Hulk, but she's a chick. You know what I'm saying? I, I can tell you've been watching The Sopranos. Yes, I'm season. I'm season into it, and I'm fucking uh, loving know. it. <laughs> watch, if, you watch, if you watch more than four episodes in a row, that's how you talk for the rest of the day, guaranteed. No, guaranteed. no I did. I've watched four episodes today because I was up. Like my son's sick. I'm sick. My wife's sick. I was up till four in the morning, so I had to call out from work. So like. With the time I had this afternoon, I was just watching the Sopranos. So that's why I'm talking like it now. I can't. I can't let it go. You can't shake it. You can't shake it. Um, Look, Sil- saying- Silvio's impression of Godfather Three in my head forever. I'm gonna live with that forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim, what do you think of She-Hulk this week? Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, look, I'm enjoying it. Um, I, I I know what it is. I I know. What to expect? I know what the show is about, and I'm and I'm okay with that. But I, it needs to start. She needs to punch somebody. Like something something needs to happen. Like I get it. It's it's a rom com. Ally McBeal meets the Marvel Universe type thing. But she still is a She Hulk. She needs to start punching something or someone or something must happen. I know we have a very special cameo coming up very soon, which we saw, which I'll let you guys bring up. But yeah, I mean, I said I'm enjoying the show. Mm-hmm. But it's it's yeah we need some something we need something hulkish to happen. Not enough and, with and, the fighting the demons last week. It was, right. it was I mean, again. It was funny. It was more yeah. funny than anything. I mean, I, we, she needs a serious. I'm not too serious. This show is not supposed to be serious, but she needs a serious like throwdown. Okay. To see what see what she can do. Okay, that's fair. We'll be able to show off her her hulkness. Exactly. So the other Hulk's gone, so we need we need something to represent. Yeah, he's off doing potentially some pretty huge things, but we'll we'll see if that happens. Um, all right. So pretty much the the basis of this episode is just that you know it picks up from last week where um, you know Jen was served papers. Pretty much Titania copyrighted the name She Hulk, and it opens with this commercial She Hulk, you know, by Titania, and it's like a line of like beauty products and shit like that. So that's kind of what we're dealing with in the beginning. And then she's Jen's going to go deal with it and goes to like, you know, some uh, like a show that she's having to stop her. And then there's a funny exchange, I thought, where Jen goes up to her to talk to her directly and she kind of tells her to get lost. And then a fan wants to take a picture. And then, but Jen takes the picture though. She's like, no, yeah. I just, I'm just <laughs> it's, it's okay. It's, it's fine. It's Jen being, you know, who she is. Um, one of the my favorite storyline of this week, though, was Pug being a sneakerhead yeah. and knowing the uh, I'm sorry, the drip broker and wants to get needs some help getting some Iron Man threes because apparently Iron Man threes are sneakers in the MCU and it's limited Fucking to one hysterical. per pair. Now, from someone who 
you know, is also into that kind of stuff. I would have also never line up for any of this shit. You just do it online. But I thought it was pretty damn funny. <laughs> about that. There's an Iron Man line of sneakers that's exclusive in the MCU. I, I really got a kick out of that. I adore that, and I'm glad that they got to, they got to do something with Pug because I've I've kind of really enjoyed his character thus far. But mm-hmm. it's one of those things that we never talk about him because he's never doing anything in the forefront. But I'm always like, oh, he's fun to watch. So actually, him getting this moment and uh, with the drip broker and him introducing us to the pretty much the person who makes all of the uh, not all but a person who makes like superhero outfits. Um, I, I thought I was really happy to see him get a moment in this, and it was a fun moment. And I, yeah, him being a sneakerhead is great. <clears throat> yeah, I thought that, that was pretty great. Oh, okay, what? Nah, that's why. That's what I looked at. I was like, "What?" Well, this might know, be some we'll, spy stuff. We'll, we'll drop it um, on there though, because it's just pretty random. Uh, it's always some. It's hey, 75 and cloudy always, here in New York City. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, depends on where you're watching from. But thank you for watching nonetheless. Um, yeah, so the, the whole thing is they go through the, they're trying to find the, you know, they got the, the, the drip broker goes ahead and sends them to a person who makes superhero outfits because everyone's very concerned about She Hulk's attire. And I thought there was a, Tim, I thought it was also a really funny thing that was dropped in there. Where her 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 lawyer goes ahead and is pretty much saying, "Listen, I don't need you dressing like you're going to be an NFL player or professional football yeah. <laughs> player, pleading for you know like a, a speeding ticket or whatever the hell it was." I thought that was pretty great. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Uh, that's the that's the chick from Hamilton who I really like. I liked her a lot. And the guy who would you say his name? What's his name? Pug. What do they call him? Pug. 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 I think he it's was. Pug he, yeah, he was on a he was on a show with Dennis Leary. They got canceled. Uh, he was fantastic on that show, so I really liked him, and I'm glad he's he joined the MCU because he is he's a good actor and he's real funny. So, uh, but yeah, but and the lawyer too, I really like too. She's a, she's a pretty cool. Um, but yeah, yeah like I, I said, this is just like an, an, an everyday. It's Ali McBeal, dude. It's, it's just a regular lawyer woman yes. lawyer show. It's you know, and I, I so I mean it's funny now, but you can't. I don't want two seasons of this. I'm just her fighting her own cases and having to go to court and defend herself for stupid things. You know, she, eventually you got to fight. You got to fight something eventually. <clears throat> no, I think she will. Um, but Pug going ahead and going through the, you know, the drip broker and stuff, they go to his, what looks to be a boba shop. And it's a pretty much a front for what they're like, yeah, give us the superhero stuff. And they take him behind the scenes. They eventually find out it's bootleg. The Avengers. The Avengers and the <laughs> Avengers. With like Avengers. an eye. Yes. That was great. They have to put those shirts out, dude. I would love to get an Avanger shirt. Oh, wait till the Iron Man 3s come out. I know you're going to get them. Oh, I would totally be all about <laughs> That means Disney just made it canon for them to make bootleg MCU merchandise under their own brand. Think about that. They, they now sure. can just sell bootleg merchandise under their own brand and make a ton of money off it. Like... I don't know, man. I I should have been born at Disney. Oh, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, what if Iron Man threes are based on Iron Man three? That's that's an interesting <clears throat> shoe to make. I think no. if they based it on the, the suit, I would go ahead and I would like it though, because it wouldn't have anything to do with the bait and switch <clears throat> that drives me nuts in that movie. Uh got Javelin. Yeah, yeah well, we'll, Vinsky, we'll get to it. Dropping out a comment. I thought this episode was one of the funniest, in my opinion. 
Wait, Skip. Yeah, no, dude. I thought it was actually really funny. 100%. Just not a lot of deep diving to doing it. It's just kind of my thing. So it's not a knock towards it, just kind of like explaining overall. That was pretty, just, like, it was kind of basic, my, but very funny. I loved, personally, like, I love the way that she establishes, because she is, you know, the whole thing is like, she's suing. She has to sue to keep her name She-Hulk, even though she kind of is on the fence of whether she wants it. And mm-hmm. it's said a hundred thousand times she doesn't. And I love the way that she wins it is, oh, I I set up a dating profile of She-Hulk and went on a string of shitty dates. Let's just get my shitty dates in here to embarrass me. And even the comment at the end, like, you know, well, I didn't think we'd win like that. And Jen's like, well, if you ever need someone to embarrass himself for a win, here I am. <laughs> like, yeah. I, just, I love that part of that character. Like, she just, no shame whatsoever about anything. <laughs> Yeah, no, Jen, Jen, Jen Walters is, is really, the, the whole dynamic between the two is is really funny. Granted, they're, you know, they are the same persona yes. all the time, but, you know, the public wants her as She-Hulk, and they keep on, like, dumping on her, because the guy does it again. Which, he does, <clears throat> and I would, look, you knew I was going to have to talk about this again. Get the fuck out of here that it's such a horrible thing to go to sleep with She-Hulk next to you and wake up cuddling Jen Walters. Get out! of here. We're talking like this woman's a fucking troll, and she's not. She's a very attractive woman. Stop it. Just Let's stop pretending that there's something wrong physically with this woman, alright? Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's kind of strange that they're, they're going out around with it, but I guess it, it's more... In a way, like... in a way, it's like a metaphor <laughs> for like, you, you meet a chick in a club when she's fully dressed with the makeup and you wake up next to her and right. she doesn't look like that. It's almost kind of like that kind of metaphor to make us look like jerk-offs, because, sure. you know, most men are, I guess, <laughs> in that in that, in that that way. It's like, oh, you were a lot hotter <laughs> last night at the club. What the hell are you looking at? You know, what am I looking at now? That kind of thing. Yeah, that's that's a great point. That's a great point. <laughs> uh, we'll get to two more quick comments here. We got some from YouTube. Uh, well, you want to, Glenn, I, I appreciate you want to talk about the twerk. We did when it happened a couple episodes ago. We were fans of it, because... Whatever, dude, it's fun. That's why. You know, that's what the show <coughs> that's what the show is for. So there's been a lot of crazier things that we elaborated on further. Uh she always done way crazier shit in the in the comics than twerk with Megan Thee Stallion. So uh Well, I didn't know that was a real person until that that show. So <coughs> to the MCU for telling I, me that that's... Megan Thee Stallion was, was an actual person. I'm an old man. So I'd I ask my wife. <laughs> I'm, I'm in the I, same I boat, Tim. I test. I know. I just my wife went to Reg. Like, Reg, Megan the Stallion, is that someone you know or is that an MCU character I should know? And she's like, no. And she told me what song she did. And I went, all right, I'm old. Leave me alone. But the so fact I that was. they wrote it, what we talked about on the episode was we did love the fact that it was written in uh, for uh, Tatiana uh, because she's a huge fan. So they're like, screw it. We're going to go yeah. ahead and we'll surprise her and do this whole thing. And she like lost her shit and stuff like that. So. I thought that was awesome. actually a really cool thing that they did. Um, but the big reveal, though, of this episode was pretty oh, much yeah. the last frame <clears throat> when we find out that there is someone else who's getting a suit at this time because Je- uh, She-Hulk goes to get her suit. Looks like it's going to be some sort of, like, I guess it's probably what we see in the ads where she has that, like, onesie that's kind of, like, purple and white and it looks like something she would wear in a comic that pretty much is her purple pants. When she changes and stuff like that, that doesn't rip, and so it actually makes sense because they had to make it out of a special fabric. I thought that was cool. So I'm not, we don't see it, but in a box on the side, 
we see a yellow daredevil helmet that is obviously supposed to be more discreet and put away. So you got to assume we're going to get some Matt Murdock action in episode six, right around the corner. And I'm very excited about that. I want to say, are they going to ship that to New York or is he coming to LA? That's, that's, that's the main thing I was thinking about because, you know, she is West Coast. Well, Tim, no, that's was, actually a great point because he, he's. I was thinking that logistic well. too. Yeah. So, yeah, I was thinking that too. Is, like, is he coming <laughs> specifically here to get the costume because of this person or is he happen to just be here? Like, I want to know why he's there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I'm pumped, dude. I'm pumped with the gold fucking golden red, not just the regular red. And it's, I, I can't wait. I can't wait for him to show up. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Tim, I don't know if you saw it, but I know Jason and I, we had discussed this was, so we did find out, Charlie Cox did say that Daredevil Born Again is a reboot of Daredevil. This is not the Netflix Daredevil. It's mm-hmm. been like confirmed, confirmed now. So, I mean, he still should be in New York, obviously. We've seen this Matt Murdock in New York. Um, but they also had announced earlier today that the guy who played Foggy Nelson, he will also be back in Daredevil Born Again, which I'm got to assume Karen Page is right around the corner as well, and they'll end up bringing back most of the right. cast. But there's a rest of them follow. They were the whole point. What was that, Tim? <coughs> the rest of them follow. Are we going to see uh, <clears throat> Luke Cage and... You know, all that crap. Are they all going to be rebooted too? or? Yeah, my uh, guess is if you're going to reboot Daredevil, I think you're going to end up, if you're going to keep what you like and get rid of what you don't like. So, which means we probably won't see, Dan- we'll see a new Danny Rand at some point. We won't see the same one. And they'll keep who they want to keep and they can just do whatever they want. I'm sure most people are going to be excited for it. I-, I was okay, was somewhat okay with this portrayal. I just thought the, his, when you find out about him not training for fight scenes, you're supposed to be fucking iron fist, dude. Like, what are we doing here? Exactly. So, and, and you, you guys know I am just waiting for Jessica Jones to be brought over. You give me Kristen Ritter's Jessica Jones. You reboot it so you can cast David Tennant as Kilgrave again and give me another season with David Tennant as Kilgrave. I'm all for it. Yeah, I, I would like to see that again. I, I would still say he was the most terrifying villain that. That we've seen he, in a long time. He, he was terrifying. He really was. He was scary. Yeah, he's one of my favorites. Him and Kingpin out of that whole Netflix thing. I absolutely mm-hmm. loved. And Bullseye was also highly under. And I know, Jason, you haven't gotten to Bullseye yet. You should definitely watch that. I know. I got to go. You have to. I, I think I'm going to go back and watch all of these. Like, I think I'm going to go back from Daredevil 1 at some point and rewatch them all. Yeah. Um, all right, so then we'll see what happens with She-Hulk next week, and that brings us to our movie of the week. Hey, real quick, Wait, though, I, 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 I didn't know it. I only spotted it because of uh, the internet. There was another guy picking up a costume in the background. Did you notice that? The first uh, time the first time they went to see the the drip guy, whatever, there was a, there was a blonde-headed guy picking uh, up a suit, and then if you look in the background, he made like a right. That went the wrong way, and then he goes out the other wrong way. So he's kind of trying to be like a little idiot. Yeah. Um, he is shit. All right, I'm ruining it now because I forgot the name already. He is <clears throat> Leapfrog. Leapfrog. I did not. I did not oh. notice that. I'll admit I it didn't. Now. I dude, internet. It, it popped up as as a 
Yeah, I don't, but Leapfrog is not the name from the uh, from the comic. He has a different name, but they're going to call him Leapfrog because the actor who plays him confirmed that he's going to be Leapfrog. Okay. Probably another B-list superhero, C-list right. superhero popping up in the MCU now. I'm here for so, it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I thought it was pretty funny that this guy popped up there. And I did want to share this. Walter uh, did some research uh, for me. And apparently that there is a character in the MCU that has had a comic written, not MCU, in Marvel Comics, rather, I'm sorry, that has had a comic written about him where he is just like the person who makes superhero and supervillain like armor and stuff. And mm-hmm. apparently his store is like, you go in there and there's no beef ever. Like, it doesn't matter if you hate each other, you're just there to shop. And he showed me a couple of panels, and one of them, my boy Doom shops there. He shows up with his cape, and he's like, I've singed my cape. Fix this. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I Doom so would have one of his Doom bots conjure up something for well, that's, that's what I thought. I was like, that's that's big praise that he's going all the way to the United States to visit this guy to get his like costume fixed. The man runs a country. The man has his own technology. The man is the more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme. Jason, I really can't wait until we talk about, until there's like when we go down our Fantastic Four run, and you're gonna have to talk about you get to talk about Doctor Doom each week, good and bad. It's gonna be. I'm gonna. It, I will look. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be reading a lot of comics around that time, so I can bring some good stuff in because those, those Doom and those movies are shit. Doom Chef. Never forget Doom Chef. No, that's a shit show. Oh, but it's one you're gonna have to watch again for the sake of this thing, so it's gonna be interesting yeah. to see that. <laughs> Joy. I saw two minutes of it the other day when I was clicking around and then I just went on with my deck. I did too. I did, fell asleep when I, I woke up at Amazon. I got highly offended by myself. Oh my god. I was like, how dare you fall asleep and wake up to the fucking movie? I should have I should have stayed asleep, damn it. I was <laughs> mad at myself. <laughs> Punching yourself in the face. Did I tell you guys how I saw this movie and I consider it seen completely? Is I was on a plane and I put it on and I watched the first 20 minutes and passed out and woke up and I saw the last 15 minutes and I went, I've seen this movie now. I don't ever have to revisit it again. <laughs> that was before Damn I well knew this pod. I sat in a theater and watched this shit. <laughs> I watched a I watched it. I an online bootleg, and I still hated myself for it. I have told the story. I paid 75 cents to see that movie, and I debated it if I should pay the 75 cents, but I still went in you anyway. Ripped off. And he it was demanded, four other people I, in that theater with me. And he demanded his 75 cents back when he left. <laughs> no, dude, I, I went, and I was, and I was and the guy's like, because it was, it was supposed to be a free regal thing in the Crown Club, and the guy's like, well, it's a new movie. I'm going to have to charge 75 cents. And I sat there and I thought about it. I pondered this for like about a minute. I'm like, all right, fine, whatever. And then when I gave the guy the ticket, this tells you how long it was. The guy looked at it. He was like, so the ticket came back to me. I I shit you not. I shit you not. That's not what happened. I shit you not. This was at the midway. Oh, shit, you poor fucker. I'm so sorry. (laughs) and And during that movie, I genuinely felt bad. For the people in the theater, because there was four people in there with me, <clears throat> and then I started feeling weird. I started feeling bad for the actors that were in the movie. It was, it was a very strange experience. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like you're all yeah, very I, talented. Why? Why did yeah, you why? say yes to why this, is this shit? 
Miles Teller. Miles Teller is one of my favorite actors. Can't I can't I can't watch him in that. Dude, he's great. I fucking loved him in Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, so did I. But I I like him all around. I think he's a great actor, period. Even in even in the fucking Footloose remake, he's great. And it was like even Michael B. Jordan couldn't save this movie. Like he was Michael B. Jordan also great in it, right? But nothing, nothing could save Van Forstick. Nothing. That's gonna be so much fun. Oh god, yeah, joy. <laughs> Look, that I might need to do another shot, and I've only done that in one movie, my friend, and that was the Amazing Spider-Man Two. Oh, I think we're definitely gonna fuck you movie out of you for, for oh, that I, I, oh, there's no question. You can get a fuck you movie right now from me. Imagine if I've just seen it. Imagine when you see the entire running time. God, oh god, because it's like two hours, right? Two and a half hours. It's long. Yeah, and then you're gonna have to like look into details and take notes and things like that. How awful is that gonna oh, be? Oh god. <clears throat> oh god. All right. Well, let's All get right. on well, to our movie to this week. What else is the problem? Yes. <clears throat> so we have completed the Bill Bixby Luke Ferrigno trilogy of TV movies. You know, we started with Return of the Incredible Hulk, Trial of the Incredible Hulk, and now Death of the Incredible Hulk, which we had to go yeah. through. Props to Jason from Walter. Shout out to Walter for finding a way to get this to us because it doesn't fucking exist unless you want to pay sixty five dollars for the freaking DVD, and that is not happening. And I'm I'm gonna say that luckily Walter uh, is someone who. Uh, you know, people in this house were very, very big on taping VHS tapes. Because we want to stress that Walter got this to us legally. Uh, and so it was is that he just happened to have this on VHS from back in the day and passed it my way. I watched a bit of VHS, passed it Ed's way, watched a bit of VHS. So just want to say, we got this legally and copacetically, my friends. Yes, thankfully I saved my VHS and I have it in my living room still. And I watched it, and it had a little lot to do the tracking a little bit to clear it up, but I mean, it definitely played through. Yeah, clear that. So, <clears throat> this movie sucks. Oh, this is a piece of shit. I'm, not, I'm just going to oh, bury a, the fucking a, lead on this. piece of shit. This is a huge pile of shit because, and, and this is the thing, rating it on, and I say that basing it on comparison, like of our TV movie from 1990. This came out a year after Bat- Tim Burton's Batman was in theaters. Okay, just to, just to let that. This came out after the Trial of the Incredible Hulk. Two years after the, the Return of the Incredible Hulk. I'm gonna stop you right there, Ed. This came. I'm not even gonna say Batman '89. Fuck that. That was Tim Burton. That was big budget. This was made for TV. I'm not gonna compare these two, right? This came out two years after the Trial of the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> Full fucking stop. Because the Trial of the Incredible Hulk, though cheesy and cheap and 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 whatever problems we might have had with it, we all had fun with it. It was a romp. We had like a, a solid fun Daredevil. We had some interesting Hulk shit going on. We had the kingpin. It was a shitty kingpin, but we had him. He was there. Like I, that was fun to watch. I remember texting you guys, going, "I'd watch the shit of this Daredevil uh, show that they're like pitching for." Man, I watched this, and I watched this. I did two things. One, I texted you, going, "This is boring as shit." That's the first thing I did, and that was twenty minutes in. And then forty minutes in, I went. Ah, gabagool! I gotta stop this shit and watch The Sopranos. I'll fix it. I'll finish it tomorrow. And I literally just put it on hold and watched The Sopranos because I could not watch this hour and a half in one sitting. I would have fallen asleep. 
So I watched, I was actually watching this on the, I watched the first 35 minutes on the flight back from Milwaukee this, uh, this morning. And then uh, I, no, the internet just went, Wi-Fi, I was shocked it kept on going that long. So then I finished the last hour when I got home. Um, and it was rough. I was texting Jason during it. I was looking for things to do during this. You're right. It, it, it commits the cardinal sin that we've talked about on this show plenty of times. If you're just boring, mm-hmm. that's the worst thing you can do. You can suck that's and it. just be a really failed attempt. At least you tried. This shit is boring as hell, and I cannot believe this was the way you wanted to end. This, no, this is how the, the legendary Lou Ferrigno, Bill Bixby, Hulk, and runs with this. That That's like the, this. one of the biggest crimes. It's this. With Tim. this, yes. I, with, oh, yeah, you're right. Tim, but, get no, I want to get to Tim, Tim because Tim, 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 number one, start off. When was the last time you saw this in its entirety? You know, it wasn't that long ago, actually, because really? it, pop, it popped up on Amazon Prime a couple of years. Like, that's long ago. Okay, so it just got cut off there. But it was one of those weird things where that one was free, but the other two you had to pay for. And I'm like, are you shitting me? How is this one free? Well, I guess that makes sense. Because this one sucked. Like, dude, just watch this for free. This one sucked. And I did not get through the whole thing. Because, like you said, it was boring as shit. You tapped out. Yeah, because it was, it, and I, the way I use, I said it was, it was disrespectful. Yeah, it was disrespectful because like I said no matter what you think, people now are gonna watch that show and be like, "Wow, this is fucking terrible." Yeah, because you're spoiled because you have the MCU, you have fucking, you know, the the Justice League in black and white, fucking hanging out each other. You have all this cool shit now. That's all we had back in the day. We had fucking fake Spider Man and fucking Lou Ferrigno. That's all we had. So you know what? <laughs> it, I, it was very disappointing. Like you, like you said, to go out on this movie because it was boring as shit. And we'll, we'll get to the end because, like, let's face it. No. <laughs> no. 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 Yeah. We got to talk about the end. Maybe not now, but we definitely have to talk about the end because that's what the fuck, guys? That's how the Incredible Hulk dies. Get the fuck out of here. Exactly. All right. So let's, let's start off with like the, <clears throat> the main issue with this, right? So. Jason, I know you wanted to highlight this. So, why, David Banner is every time we catch up with him in these movies, we know he's in a new town and he's got a new disguise and won't change his first name from David. It has to be something that starts with a B, and he does it again. But he takes his disguise to another level. Yeah, like, and this I actually texted Ed. Like, I think this is the reason this movie was so hard to find because literally for the first, I, I. Have it written down for the first 22 or 21 minutes of it. David Banner, not Bruce, because that would be gay. I'm sorry. Heterosexual David Banner uh, is pretending to be like mentally handicapped. He's pretending to be like, like uh, he's working. He's working um, like sweeping floors and shit at like a nuclear test site or whatever, like a lab, random lab. Yeah. Uh, And like I'm watching it. Another lab. And I'm watching it, and everyone's going, well, hello, David. How are you today? I've made carrot cake. Put this in your pocket. And I'm, 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 I'm literally thinking, like, is did something happen where he kind of, like, got lost part of his brain function, and he's slow now? And, and then I'm like, wait, is he pretending to be slow? And then literally you do that for 20 minutes. And I'm not even sure, even with the elaborate fucking mugging that we're talking about with which i'm going to say this oh, right we'll now get to that in a anyone second. who's That's looking insane. to 
get the crime, and you you you, have, you need three people to mug a like someone who's mentally handicapped. You that's not a three person job, my dude. Mugging anyone is not a three person job. All right, you don't need props. You don't need you don't need fucking anyway. It doesn't matter. Twenty minutes into it, we we find out he's like he's doing his like Forrest Gump thing. It's not that bad. It's not as bad as Forrest Gump, but he is kind of putting on an affectation. And then all of a sudden, he's like he Kaiser Soze's it. He's like, "Whew! Now I'm at the computer and I'm I'm doing Bruce B- David Banner shit." And it's like this is really confusing. And why did he need to spend a ha- twenty minutes of this movie pretending to be this? Like I did, it, it made no sense to me. Yeah, <clears throat> that's. A, I thought it was a really weird choice because it doesn't make any damn sense. I mean, the guy's pretending essentially to be like a porter and to, you know, he's cleaning up. Tim, you're a porter. You, you, uh, people giving you carrot cake and stuff, you know, like, <laughs> what's going on here? Like, what the hell is this, man? Are you saying I'm slow? Ed? Am I slow? Am I no, no, not at all, man. I'm just like, I just want to know, like, why the I carrot don't. cake, why the movies and popcorn and, like, what is going on? Because I actually didn't pick. If Jason didn't tell me that, I wouldn't have caught on to that. That that was part of his disguise at all. I was just watching. Yeah, I'm like, wait, what? yeah. Did, did fucking Bill Bailey think we us porters are all slow? Also, I was like, why? Yeah, he, like, what are you doing? He, he, he could have just been a port, a cleaner, a janitor, a porter, whatever. Yes. Why the why the slow bit? Maybe because you know I am so smart that people will realize it. So I have to play real stupid. So as, as my disguise, but it makes no sense because no one knows who the fuck you are anyway. So it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's a stupid, stupid he, choice that, that they make. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to work come tomorrow in with and, like and a... demand carrot cake. I'm gonna demand carrot cake tomorrow at work. Do it. Yeah, so when you, <laughs> one of you fuckers owes me carrot cake. And you work by and there's a movie theater, so you go and it's like movies and popcorn and whatever. Like, there's that weird thing that's being sent to him. I'm like, what is going on here, man? What, is, what the hell are we, what are we like, watching now? Tim, only because you've met Mark Hamill several times and he's the nicest guy in the world, I picture you pulling this bit about carrot cake and Mark Hamill seeing you and going, oh, look at that nice man. I'm going to give him some carrot cake. Here you go, oh sir. <laughs> then I, then I, would, I, would, I would go with the act and I'd be like, oh, yes, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I love carrot cake. My name is David Banner. <laughs> My name wait, is David wait, Brenner this yes. week. <laughs> this is long as you don't call me Bruce next week. Bruner. <laughs> Dude, you know what? I, the first thing I heard about that is that he, you know, he changed his name because Bruce was gay. I'm like, dude, Bruce Lee, one of the baddest men who ever lived, and you're gonna call it's, that dude gay? Yeah, Are you kidding I'm me? So what the fuck are you talking wait, wait. about? I have a serious question for you guys now, though, because. I, I kind of have a different opinion of it because in this episode, we actually get to see him get it on with a lady, right? And I was watching him get it on with a lady, and I was thinking, like, I don't know, man. If his name was Bruce, I'd be like, this Fagel ain't getting on with a lady, right? What? Well, but a bing, but a boom. Oh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you got to change his name. What? Because name me one Bruce who's ever had heterosexual sex outside of Bruce Lee and Bruce Springsteen and. Every other heterosexual Bruce, I guess. But like, I don't know, man. David just, ooh, David. I don't know. It, it, it's the last time I get to rail against this. It's the stupidest thing ever. So, thank you for the indulgence. <laughs> David's getting laid more than Bruce's. That's all. That's all they're trying to say. <laughs> this is true. Um. So then, but, but then we. So then, after he goes to like cash his check or whatever it is, <clears throat> then he, then we get the robbery. And they try to mug him. Three-person job. 
they they elaborate thing where he's in an alley and he, they force like the, David they trick him into chasing him down the alley. We all know what's coming. We know someone's gonna fuck with this guy because everyone just fucks with him. And then, but the, he goes in his in his like warehouse thing and it closes. The doors close. They have this whole setup just to mug some guy. Like this is what they do. And then of course we get the eyes, which are white now, which I don't understand why in the movies white they're white stupid. suddenly. And then elaborate, you even get the argument between the people. Like you, like the guy who was the ruse, he's like, oh, I got a third of a share. I was the ruse. And the other two actual muggers are like, nah, you won't get shit. You just brought him here. It's like, dude, the money it must have cost to set this theater of mugging up. How many people do you need to lure here to actually make your money back to break even in this arena of mugging? Theater of mugging. I like that because it's like, yeah, like an elaborate stage show. Just a mug, right. just a mug, some slow janitor <laughs> of his paycheck, right. and then, that's what they do in their eyes. This is a slow janitor who just got a paycheck. Like this guy literally could have went, "Hey, my guy, bang, grab, and run." Like, what was getting him in this whole place? I don't understand it. Or he could have gave him another pastry of a different flavor and took his paycheck in, in return. <laughs> that's right. Maybe here's some um, banana. Banana bread. <laughs> Dude, they already took my paycheck for banana bread. I fucking love banana bread. Banana bread's awesome. It is. Um, so, yeah, then we get this whole weird thing that's going on with this woman who, like, I kind of got She was like a fake Natasha Romanoff that, that goes so throughout the movie. She's like a master of disguise, but not really because she doesn't really change too much and she's constantly flipping around. I, I don't know. I thought it was a fake a fake black widow. And I also I, I came to this conclusion that the only reason that we get the banner, Natasha Romanoff and Age of Ultron, the relationship there, is because they saw this movie. They remember this as a child and they were like, this is what it needs to be. This is how I remember it. <coughs> No, I, I know I can see it. I can, oh, I can okay. look. I admit, I admit to you guys that I can't accept anyone outside of Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk because he's the only one that reminds me of Bill Bixby. I mean, I, I don't think that's any crazier than what you just said. So I completely Josh think that's Whedon, where we got that. Josh Whedon loved this movie as a child and decided <laughs> to run with it and bring it completely back. Oh, yeah. Because sure. you're right, 100%. He, 100%. David David gets with this chick out of completely out of nowhere. It's not built up nowhere. at all. I also realized something too watching this thing and watching these three movies. David gets attached to people and cares about them deeply, very fast. Because even the old the guy, like, yes, the the old guy he meets in this movie, the other scientist, he just met the guy, and he loves him, and he's in a coma. And he tells him this whole story to wake him up, and he just he needs him to be to be in this world to make it a better place and everything. David, what do we do? What do we do? You get attached. Yeah. As as a great man once said in Iron Man Two, learn to let things don't get too attached, let things go. I want my bird. Tell Yoda say that. Yoda said that too. Yes. I want my bird. I want my bird. <laughs> This is why he's a lonely man, man, because he gets too attached. And then he has to, you know, separate. Well, he, you know, and, he's and not every the time he goes into town, though. he gets more attached. 
That's the whole point. Even though you know, Ed Norton went into the woods, and Mark Ruffalo ran to Calcutta. This dude's just walking up in a fucking small Midwestern town and destroying them every fucking week. <laughs> Hide somewhere. Hide somewhere, Bruce. <laughs> and that's another that's a thing, very too. Good I, point. A huge knock against this movie is the fact that the three times that we get to see the Hulk, it's like, dude, if you ever wanted to see the Hulk do shit that you never wanted to see him do, this is the movie for you. He's jogging upstairs at one point, running. Yeah. He, it's like Benny Hill. <clears throat> he runs from the from the security. Then they're chasing him the other way. I'm like, he's chasing them. And when, when the fuck did you ever see yeah, the Hulk run upstairs? The dude, the dude can leap three miles, yes. and he's fucking walking upstairs. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm gonna just say wasn't buying the- a lot of it at all. The most interesting thing they did with the Hulk in this, because you're right, they do nothing interesting with the Hulk. Like, I think at some point, like, they they try to kill him, like, in his car, right? And he gets out and rips a whole bunch of cars, which might be the most interesting Hulk attack scene, but it's not very interesting. Most interesting they do, do with him, though, is when Bruce ba- – David, sorry, Bruce is too gay. David sees uh, the Hulk for the first time on video and goes, yeah. shit, is that what it looks like? Like – that's actually the most interesting part of the movie for me. And it's kind of By just far. brushed over, you know? By far. <clears throat> um, yeah, it's true. <clears throat> I guess let's jump right to the end because there's really nothing interesting to me that happens at all. Well, is I did want to well, talk I do want to talk about this just because it lays further ground that this is a Black Widow type character, even though it's not. Like she is tapped by Secret Service of a vaguely foreign country that has a Russian accent, right? That's not saying. Yeah. Um, there's a whole thing where they pretend to have her sister and they're going to kill her, but no, her sister's the real head of the whole organization, which kind of, like, had Black Widow, like, vibes for me, at least. Like, as stupid okay. as it was. Um, and then, like, just, I don't know, there was a couple of things within, like, the organization where... The, he- the henchman who is Andreas Katsoulis, who is in Babylon 5 and in a lot of interesting, like, Star Trek episodes. Like, he's a big sci-fi actor. Um, where, where that guy's like, well, you want me to do it or you can do it yourself? Who, who Who's the leader here? <clears throat> Talking about killing the sister. So I, all, none of that stuff worked for me, but I think it all goes into pointing to the fact that I really do believe that they meant this to be the Black Widow and just didn't have the licensing to call her Black Widow. <clears throat> yeah, they, they might not, or they just were too lazy to do it and decided because we were talking lazy. before is that there was <clears throat> there's rumors that there was going to be a She-Hulk appearance in this, mm-hmm. and that got that got written out. <clears throat> then it was talk of Iron Man that he was going to be involved. That disappeared. Everything just kept disappearing from this damn movie. Um, but the ending of the movie, so the death of the Incredible Hulk, which at the runtime, I'm seeing there's five minutes left on this thing, and I'm like, wait a second. I'm, I was trying to remember how the fuck they killed him. I'm like, oh, yes, that's right. Here we go. So he goes up, and he's, he's in this plane, and he's trying to track down these people, and then they end up shooting in the plane, and it's an explosion, and then we get Lou Ferrigno Hulk. <laughs> Like, that was some flashing <laughs> lights behind him. That's exactly what it looked like to me. I didn't know what the fuck yeah, was going on. Words effects ever. It was it falls so, so slow. It's like yes. 20 minutes of falling. 
and then he falls and he falls out of a plane. He crashes on some concrete. Obviously, damage is done. And he turns back into David. And then they try to like, oh, we can save you. It's like, you know, oh, I can free you. The old man tells him, he's like, no, I'm free now. And then he just dies. That's it. Exploding plane falls out of it. This is the fucking Hulk. This is world-breaking yeah. Hulk. This is bulletproof. This is... Dude, it's the fucking Hulk. That that was sad, dude. That was really, really bad. Man. Yeah, I wasn't yeah, sad was... that he died. I was sad that that's how he died. Yes, exactly. It's like, what the fuck just <clears throat> happened? The only rightful death that this movie must have intended was, we're going to kill this so no one ever wants to make another one again. Yeah. We're going to fucking end this thing. That was the <laughs> real death of the Incredible Hulk in this. The actual original title was the Death of the Incredible Hulk franchise, but they dropped the franchise because they thought it sent the wrong message. Yeah. Even though we, we did learn, <clears throat> we did learn that four years later, there was rumors of there was going to be the revenge of the Incredible Hulk and it was going to be a whole right. elaborate thing, but that never happened because there's a lot of stuff we, we've gotten. It was the poor ratings for this, and then it was also Bill Bixby getting sick and then. You know, obviously that wasn't going to be able to work then. <clears throat> but I think it's a really bad way and a sour taste in a lot of fans' mouths to have to end this Hulk. I mean, this is the weakest Hulk by far. I mean, even Ang Lee Hulk was like as goofy as he looked. was way stronger than this. I'm not, I'm not saying I would watch that shit over this. I've watched this over that still. <laughs> Here, here's the thing. But no, no. But here's the thing. If we even the playing field, if you told me that I had to watch... I could either watch this movie or I could watch an hour and a half of Ang Lee Hulk and I didn't have to sit in for the whole two and a half. I'd watch a choice hour and a half of Ang Lee over this whole movie. Ooh, ooh. Be, not not even not because it not because it's good, because I, I talked about how much I didn't like it, but it's something happens. This is so boring. Like as I said, I got 40 minutes in. And 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 I wanna <clears throat> say that for me to be 40 minutes into anything that I know that I have to watch. And to go, I'm going to table this for tomorrow, that's that's a big disrespect to what I'm watching because at certain parts of the night, it takes very little to capture my interest, you know? I just need to, like, I, I know what I'm getting into. I know I'm getting into a fucking stupid Hulk movie. Like, I, I didn't, it didn't happen with the other two Hulk movies, and I knew I was getting yeah. into stupid Hulk movies, right? But they were fun. This was boring. And... The smack in the face, Ed, of, of that death scene. And I'm going to say that that's it. I remember that. I remember that image of the Hulk lying on the floor with the, 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 the beam of light on him with the cracked cement. It's the only thing I remember from this. So I, I did see it as a kid, though I probably slept through most of it. Um, <clears throat> but I'm going to say that like the fact that that's how you kill the Hulk. You drop him from a plane. The Hulk, as you said, you can survive anything. It's like you could have literally done Death of the Incredible Hulk because we cure Bruce Banner. You didn't have to be so fucking bleak and give us, I'm finally free. It's like, no, dude, Bruce Banner's not suicidal because if he was and it was this easy to kill yourself in the Hulk, he would have killed himself already. So not only is it stupid, it makes no sense to the character that four years plus three movies have set up. Oh, it's, it's well put. Because it, it really, yeah, he could have jumped out of the Kingpin's Tower if he really wanted to or something. Like that. <laughs> right. 
if death uh, was his sweet release, but I thought the whole point was to get rid of this. So death of the Incredible Hulk should have been him cured, and that and that that's death of the Incredible Hulk, right? We're not going to get him anymore. But then they, it would have opened up the avenue for him to come back because some you know who knows? I don't know. Maybe She Hulk gives him blood. Who fucking cares, right? It's the yeah, magic well. of TV. But but it's like. The fact that they were planning another movie after this, and this is how they ended it, it seems even more of a smack in the face. Yeah, or like we had said, maybe fans complained and they realized how stupid it was after right. they shot it, and they're like, yeah, we can't let him go out like this, dude. Fuck this. Revenge of the Incredible Hulk. He will avenge that's his it. stupid death. Yeah, that's he. What was he avenging? Him, himself. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the oh, fact no, that Luke Ferrigno no, basically the... went along with this. Yes. <laughs> Revenge of the Look, Incredible I'm not, Hulk. I'm not gonna... That's where Bill Bixby becomes a, a professor from Lambda Lambda Chi, right? And then the Hulk has to join the nerds. Revenge of the Incredible <laughs> Hulk. Wow. Look, I'm not going to play it, but I just wanted to bring up, bring it. Look, look at the screenshot. Oh my god. Look at the screenshot. I, no, I think you well, should play it. I, I play just a snip. Play a snip. Yeah, go ahead. Just We're referencing it, so screw it. Go oh, ahead. Just a snippet. God. This is terrible. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. Hold on. Let me let me get this out of the way. Ooh, boom, it's blown up. Then he's falling. This is minute 10. Minute 15. 17. It's falling slowly. And they also, it seems like they also gave up on the makeup and his wig. Yeah, right? <laughs> yes. And where's he he's falling dead. from? He's... Space? I don't know. <laughs> a, I mean, they had a block out in Vancouver in the background. Dude, you see him bounce on, mm -hmm. on, a, on a mattress? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? What is going on? Pray for Ferrigno. Wow. Like, why does he turn back? Change. That's it. That's all that's well, that. No, if you, if you ah! notice, there are no. Oh, that's scary. Sorry, doing madness. They, Sorry. <laughs> there are no cool transitions. There is just like, it's Bill Bixby. Go to something else, come back, it's the Hulk. Like, that's something I noticed too. Even in the other movies, we got like the arms, we, we got like the transformation, but it seems like they cut the budget. So it was just like, just fucking get Ferrigno out, then we'll pretend we did the transformation. It's kind of weird. It's, it's just immensely disappointing. And this is from an age group. Three guys are on the age where we saw this when we were kids, and we were probably like 10. I'm sure you also like, you saw the commercials for this, and you were excited to see it, and it happened. And, you watched Channel 4 and you were hyped and you're like, wait, what the fuck is going on? Exactly. I was hyped and then I was like, no. No. Because like I said, uh, uh, Return I thought was very enjoyable, even though I wanted to punch <laughs> Thor in the face. Daredevil was a pleasant surprise. It was a decent 1980s fucking 1990s, whatever, yeah. TV movie. But then then this comes along and you're just like, wow. Like you said, what they did with the budget, they couldn't. First of all, he looks stupid. He looks, his hair, his teeth, his eyes are all like, what, what the fuck just happened to this guy? And then, like you said, there's no transition. There's no cool ripping. There's no cool, you know, the, the theme music. It's just like, I'm Banner, I'm Hulk. I'm Hulk, I'm Banner. And it's, that's the yeah. end. It's like, what the hell just happened? You tell me that budget, the budget's not, it's not even a budget. It's called editing, people. That's all it, that's right. all it is. <coughs> Someone has got to land on Bixby because he directed this. Yeah. So, I mean, he did direct it, well, so you got to kind of give him that. I like Bill Bixby as an actor. I really like him in this role. 
but like I don't know how much I trust him as a director. He directed a couple of these, and they're at yeah. best fun. And I've never seen him direct anything else. So it's it's very much like, hey, I am the Incredible Hulk. I am fucking David Banner. Look at me. I, you, I, we're gonna do movies. You want me in this movie? I direct. You know, like <clears throat> Leonard Nimoy and and uh, and uh, what's his face? James Kirk pulled the same shit with Star Trek three and four. Like, you want me in your fucking Star Trek movies? I'm gonna direct. And it's just like. They were a bit better at it than Bixby was, but I think it's the same concept, you know. I don't don't know. Shatner did five. Don't forget. Ooh. Looking for, looking for God. Oh God, yeah, no, no, you're right. That's right. Shatner did five. Uh, so I'm gonna say that Leonard Nimoy was much better at it. Shatner, I don't know. Five is five is terrible. <laughs> Finding God in space is terrible. Come on. Yeah, well, Cyborg, baby. He they neck Cybok. pinch a horse in that movie, guys. <laughs> but he fucking Spock neck pinches a horse in that movie. I'll never forget it as long as I live. And Aurora was naked. Don't forget Aurora dancing naked. That's right, because she danced. <laughs> All right. Well, as we say goodbye to the Luferigno, Bill Bixby, Incredible Hulk, we have to, of course, have the exit music for them. So, we will be hitchhiking our way out of here as we wrap up this episode of Granny's PC. Thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, Hulkamania is not over, though. Hulkamania will continue next week. Hulkamania runs wild. And still running wild. Join us next week as we'll be talking about Planet Hulk, the animated series that is highly underrated. So, I'm pretty jacked up to see that one because I haven't seen that one in a while. Uh, we'll be talking about the sixth episode of Shield, Attorney at Law. No more Harley Quinn for the time being. Uh, we'll also we'll have a new episode of Star Girl to talk about as well. So go check us out next week for that. Uh, if you're checking us out on Facebook, though, join the Granny's Peach Tea Facebook group. Also join the uh, Pop Culture Pros Facebook group as well. Uh, go ahead and if you're watching us on YouTube, hit subscribe to uh, Pop Culture Pros on Twitter. That subscribe to or follow us at, uh, at Pop Culture Pros as well. And we got a bunch of cool stuff on the network. Uh, Tim, you got a pretty big episode of Shooting the Sith coming up tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, double header from myself. We have Shooting the Sith. We will be doing a Rogue One deep dive rewatch to get ready for Andor Wednesday morning, three episodes, and followed by the Just Too Sweet show, which because wrestling right now is just completely insane. So that's tomorrow night, double header. The wrestling. Uh, wrestling. Wrestling. So wrestling. you can go check that out. Uh, if you're into baseball, you can check out the Empire 161 show with me and Lisa. We cover New York Yankees. Uh, it's a lot of big things going on there as well, specifically uh, literally a big thing. And Aaron Judge went and chasing down Roger Maris for his record. Uh, if you'd like the New York Mets, you can check out the Put It in the Book show with Rachi and Keith and Rodriguez. <laughs> Uh, We stomped you out, Tim. Our 2 0 New York Giants. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I am flabbergasted. I'm shocked. It is what it is. Uh, So, what are you guys on this week? Uh, That's a good question because I am going to AEW wrestling on Wednesday night. So, I have a feeling Thursday is going to be maybe a double header. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe a triple header because it actually usually goes on Wednesday, Thursdays too. Oh, wow. Okay. So it might be Thursday. Might be a triple header. All right. So check out Pop Culture Pros with a potential triple header, and uh, got A to Z Friday night. 
You Friday and Eric? Night. Friday night. Getting wild? <laughs> Getting wacky. So go ahead and check that out, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Hulk smash.